0: What's good with you? Thanks for joining me. Johan Francis, CSCS, right here. This is Ego Killer. Inside the gym flow for outside in life. EgoKillerShow.com, Ego Killer newsletter on Substack. Welcome to the show. I hope this one finds you guys doing a lot better. We're changing seasons here, so it means that your immune system is going to be challenged just a little bit. Make sure that you get... All the necessary rest that you need, if you're someone that has asthma maybe, or if you're somebody that has um, seasonal affect, we're in that we're in that scope, we're in that scope. So make sure that we're changing with the seasons and not against it. All of the flow that we need to kind of energize and stay maintained. If you have kids, right, and they're going back to school, now your entire day's mojo and modus operandi just got shifted a little bit. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself too because we could get lost within the shuffle of not just the rat race but of changing schedules. That's the biggest beast right there and that's the thing that keeps us from getting up inside the gym a lot of the times. It's not just you know, laziness or whatever. It can be scheduling conflicts and things of that sort. So you want to make sure that you're equally looking yourself in the mirror every morning, giving yourself a little bit of a pep talk, going out there and stomping and making sure you're getting all your goals in, no matter what time of the day it is or what season it is. And I hope this one does find you doing super-duper well, all right? And um, it Really, a big part of it, and we've talked about this before, is establishing what I've called your mindset matrix. Every day, when you wake up in the morning, you're smashing the reset button because you get another shot. Obstensibly, everything you did until that point doesn't really matter. Now, look, right? We all have memories. And so, you know, maybe you had too much fun on the weekend, or maybe you missed a deadline yesterday. It still kind of matters today, right? So the past isn't 100% in the trash can just yet, but mostly it is because every day you wake up, every day you you get a shot to redo, not even redo, you get a chance to do, to be proactive. And so what I like for us to do is establish the mindset matrix. Smash the reset button and pick up your habits, the good ones, and set them in motion. All of this is geared to us being super proactive about the things we need. It's in that proactivity that we start to acquiesce to gratitude and thankfulness, which, of course, is the enemy, the righteous paladin against ego tripping, right? That's the part of us, gratitude, right? That is anti-ego and actually helps carry us forward and keep our mojo flowing throughout our lives. It starts on a daily basis when we get to wake up and say, yo, what's on deck for today? What am I going to accomplish today? How am I going to get it done? Part of that too, not just setting your goals, writing them down, right? Taking a look, right? Checking them off and make sure you're still on track is getting all your hydration in, right? Getting your eating. Cracking up in the morning, in the breakfast time of day, making sure that that's squared away, getting your uh, sleep, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Because a lot of us treat sleep kind of like we would treat our—if we started dating our best friend romantically, this is how some of you treat sleep, right? <laughs> when it's there, everything's good. It's perfect you're in a zone of comfort, euphoria even. But when it's gone, you act like you never missed it at all. You take it for granted. That's how a lot of us treat sleep. It's almost as if sleep is a privilege. And I know some of us go through, a lot of mothers out there too, losing a lot of sleep, especially if you have a young child running around the house. Crumb crushers will keep you up at all hours. They don't really need you to get a good night's sleep as long as they're trying to get theirs. And that could keep a lot of us awake. Fathers too. Always dipping in and checking in on youngsters. Not only just not only to that end, but I mean, maybe you work really, really hard. Maybe you work with people overseas and you have a weird sleep schedule right? What ends up happening is we start to march to the beat of that drum. And we might even forget that we have a responsibility, nay, a duty (laughs) to ourselves to maintain a mindset matrix of healthy sleep. Getting in quality sleep is also important. And I speak from a vantage that is very experienced on the other side. I used to be one of these people that thought that sleep was just like a luxury. And so this is why I'm steady watching out for you guys. And I want better for you as you march forward in life. Because this is something that afflicts not just parents, not just chronic workaholics, but it seems to afflict a lot of people in general. If they have lots of stress, lots lots of pet stressors, like you carry that stress around like it's a ball and chain or something like that. I want the best for you guys too. And it's my job as someone that's also been there before, and I'm not saying I'm the only one, but it's my job as someone that's been there before where I treated sleep as if it were some kind of, you know, ancillary responsibility or duty, not necessarily a necessity. It's my job to kind of say, yo, let's check it. So I'm gonna go through a bunch of steps today to reset your sleep cycle when it's damaged All right. It makes me cringe when I see and hear about some of you guys that are, you think you got a little bit of Leonardo da Vinci genes inside of you, right? Leo da Vinci. Leo da Vinci was notorious for quite a few things. And well, his work ethic was definitely one of those things that he has a reputation for 700 years later, almost. His work ethic, of course, is brought on by the fact that he spent weird hours of the day sleeping, if he ever slept at all. He would just sleep when he got tired, if he got tired, or not at all, right? And we attribute a lot of positive, like, you know, cognitive acumen and give him all the flowers in the world for his intelligence and... Somehow we've made the connection that maybe it's because the dude slept two hours a day every three hours in perpetuity, and that's why he was so bright, right? And then some of us today, fast forward, you know, six, 700 years later, and we think we're on that, like, I don't sleep much. Well, let me tell you from experience, not just from me, but also just meeting a lot of you guys in the gym, training a lot of you guys, hearing some of your stories, you need sleep, and you need quite a bit of it by and large. Okay, and we talked about it before, like the studies are gonna go through and say like, you know, anywhere from some people are out here with nine hours. That feels to me like entirely too much. I think they negatively correlate the effects of sleep at like eight and a half plus per day, which, yo, if you're getting that much, you are either unencumbered by life or just you're just carefree, right? You're carefree, you're just you're good with n- everything rolls right off your back. And that's great also. Teach us. But also, if you also do that and carry, you know, a certain level of responsibility in your life, please share the secret. Studies will then say it can't be less than six and a half. And what they start to point to studies is saying there are people who are genetically, um, I guess, oriented to being able to do three, four, five hours of sleep and show zero cognitive deficiencies at all these people are mutants okay make no mistake about it the vast majority of people 99.999 percent need six and a half to seven and a half hours of sleep every single day ain't no leonardo da vinci's out here leonardo da vinci's been dead his genes are i don't know if he had kids all right we know We know that he wasn't into procreation. Let's put it that way. And uh, look, I don't think his genes are still out there. Although the practice of it still is. I want for you guys to spend lots of time thinking about how losing out on our sleep affects mainly your mood. Right? This act of missing sleep is very profound at the end of the day and has mickle consequences on your life. Mood is one of them. I mean, oftentimes that's the one thing that we can like bounce everything. It's the lens at which we can relate to how we see our lives. It's hard for us to see our lives from a different vantage because we're living our lives. It's the forest for the trees thing. But when we look at it through the lens of mood, Right, And we hope too that the lens of how other people respond to us this is why we form strong tribal bonds with people, but through the lens of mood, we can see the greatest impact on how we are treating ourselves, and yo, ain't nothing worse for your mood than never getting in the gym and working out and never getting great quality sleep right? I used to have a friend that tell me like um." go to bed early I used to hate to go to bed early and as I got deeper into training I started to wake up earlier and earlier over time right at first it was like the occasional you know 715 then it was 7 then it became 6 and I would just not even change my sleeping patterns at all I like to stay up late I like to get stuff done I like to kind of be creative if you can call it that at night you know I'll tinker around with websites whatever it is And I never changed that habit when I was a younger trainer in my 20s because when you're in your 20s, you bounce back from anything and everything, right? You're rubber. And so I remember a few times trying it out and remembering (laughs) the next day being like, wow, this sleep thing actually matters. Now, for someone like me that had a lot of... You know, for one, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes at the time. That was actually a way that I used to curate energy throughout the day. That was just one of the many ways that I was using to curate more energy throughout the day. So when I started to take care of my sleeping habits, it was in direct conflict with my upkeep of cigarette nicotine habits. <laughs> and so I noticed that those two things were opposed. In other words, like as I got more sleep, I didn't want to smoke as much. Those things have nuance inside of your life. And I think that we look over a lot of that stuff when we're hyper-stressed and we start losing out on all this sleep and we start learning how to power through our day. I've known a lot of you, well, not a lot, but I've known some of you who have, you know, you're really smart. I've met a couple of people that are really smart. They've patterned their life around getting very little sleep, but they know exactly how much energy they're going to contribute in their day, right? And so they found a way to work around not getting great sleep over time. But by and large, I want the most for you guys to know that you have to go in and get your sleep. Mood, productivity suffers, right? The way we perceive threats, right? The way we, it's been said, read facial features and expressions, in fact, the fact that we might cognitively shut down, and I've talked about this before, out of nowhere when we're on some sleep deprivation type stuff. All of these things happen when we're missing out on sleep, when you're getting four or five hours a night over time. This is a feature that some people inside of their jobs, I know, you know, sometimes there's EMTs or certain nurses, and and, and I mean, you could probably see law enforcement And a lot of other type professions, and I mean a lot of other type professions, would have a lot of trouble finding the sleep pattern. But there is a way that even if you work inside those fields, you can reset the sleep cycle. Some of us are more sensitive, right? Me personally, like if if a fucking photon hits my eyelid in the morning, I'll wake right up. I'll look outside and it'll be like black blue outside the sky, right? It'll barely be blue. Somehow light got in and I'm awake. So some of us are more sensitive than are really light sleepers, I guess you would call it. But that still doesn't mean for those of us who are super sensitive to sleep. And when I was a kid, I used to have a lot of friends that were really, really, really really good at sleeping in. Maybe you're the opposite where you're really sensitive to sleep and you can sleep all the way to 10 a.m. easily if nobody bothers you at all. I'm a mix of the two, me personally. What are you guys? How much sleep do you need? Are you really good at falling asleep, but staying asleep, you suck at? You know, what is your kind of profile for that? Whatever your profile is, you have to use it to your advantage. I mean, at that point, I think it's your genes dictating how it is that you're going to get this rest. So resetting the sleep cycle. Let's go through some of these things because you're low-key suffering. Don't act. I don't want us here acting like we're, you know, sleep is totally useless. I could go without it. No, 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 no. We want to think we have full control all the time throughout the day on very little rest. But our body is very powerful. Our genomes and biology, very powerful. And so oftentimes, and I've seen it, you will get the sleep even if you're not sleeping, right? If that means you're on the freeway and you fall asleep really quickly behind the wheel, you're getting some sleep that way and that's dangerous, right? Maybe it's at a time where you're supposed to be at your most alert. Maybe someone's telling you a story about you know how they're suffering in their life and you're not able to kind of respond in kind back at the house because you're too sleepy or tired. A lot of people have had that experience. And so whatever it is, be sharp. Number one, try to keep your wake-up times the same. I found that this is probably the most important. Well, it's the most important, but a combination of this and number two actually is hyper-important. Or excuse me, this and number three, which we'll get to. But try to keep your wake-up times the same. Find the time that you need To wake up at and stick to that time so if you're out here you're creative right you like to write music or you create art right you draw you think of concepts you design at night you're gonna have to do number three which is gonna be a little foreshadow right here which is gonna be go to sleep ridiculously easy you might suffer for it at times right But you need to try to wake up the same time every day. Your body, for some reason, loves that more than anything, that if you wake up at the same time. Look, for a long time, like I said before, I wasn't able to do this at all. I was very stubborn about going to bed on time, and it affected me. I remember there's an app on the phone, and the phone actually lets you type when you go to bed, and then when you wake up in the morning, it'll ask you how you rated your sleep. I mean... I could go back right now and look through that thing. There was 2 3 year chunks where if I got I would get in four stars, right? I was like a movie critic checking out the last, you know, 3 years of Marvel movies. At one point it was all fives and now we're talking about ones, twos and threes. I stayed up in that ones, threes and two star mode for quite a while and I would go back and look at it. Things have shifted for me, and part of it is I kept my wake-up time the same. Even if it's not perfectly when I want to wake up, keeping it consistent has been a huge plus for me. A lot of people have jobs where they wake up at the same time every day. Again, when I get to number three, we'll talk about how you're going to make that work for you so that you can get your six and a half, seven and a half hours, right? But number two is also super important, and this is something that I had to contend with myself, it is hyper important. It's something that I remember to ask people when they have trouble sleeping and they have a wake-up schedule that's kind of funky. I'll ask. I'll be like, did you eat right when you wake up? woke up or did you go ahead and eat later on in the morning? Keep your meal times the same. So let's say that you don't have the luxury of saying you got to wake up at 8 one day, then 6 the next day, then 8 the next day, then 6 the next day, right? Maybe that's your schedule. I want you to try to eat the same time every day. Or maybe you're even more subject to the whims of other people and a schedule that doesn't really match your circadian rhythms, right? So you're waking up whenever you wake up. Try to keep your meals at the same time time every day. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the idea of a dosha. A dosha is in ancient, I think, traditions, um, eastern traditions. It's where your internal energy could be thoughts, feelings turns into external output. I believe I don't know what eastern practices, religions Or um, just practices. Maybe it could be a a medical practice. I don't know. But um, I'm not sure if it's an actual location in the body. But this is an idea. It's called a dosha. And one of them is kind of related to metabolism. Right? It's how much energy your body is using from your food. Just basically from your life energy. That you can put into the outside world. How fast your heart beats at rest versus somebody else. How many times you blink, right? If you're a fidgety person or you're real super calm with it, right? If you're iceberg, these things do matter a little bit. And it's my belief that once your body gets a little breakfast, once you break the fast, your body's metabolism starts to pick up right away. Oftentimes what happens is that's when we notice that all of the hormones start to spike. One of them is cortisol. And when that cortisol starts to spike inside of your body in the morning, in the morning, goodbye, sleep is out the door. You're not falling right back asleep at all. You're going to have to calm that whole system down, get out, burn some energy, and then maybe you'll be able to jump back into bed, get some sleep. But once you eat, your body really starts ramping up. My suggestion, keep this meal time the same. So if you're waking up at six, eat later like you're waking up at 8: 30. If, if you're willing to get eight hours of sleep that night, or if you're awake, or if you're awake for like, 16, 17 hours that day, We never want to skip meals. We definitely don't want to skip breakfast. But we have a really long day and we wake up too early. I suggest getting very hydrated early in the day, drinking something, and trying to delay the onset of your breakfast until a little bit later. All right. So it's not a full blown intermittent fast, but give your metabolism the chance to naturally gravitate to the vibe of your day and your life. Super important. Number three, go to sleep way earlier than you need to. You've messed up your sleep pattern on Monday. Well Monday night, you're going to sleep right after football ends or something like this. or right after they still do the um, evening sitcom block, right after that, you're in bed. Maybe you always go to bed at 10. Tonight you're at 8:45 type stuff. Give your body the chance to recover on sleep. There was this idea that sleep deprivation was aggregate. And like if you miss one day of sleep, then the next day you're behind an hour. Well, we know so little about how the body maintains levels of sleep. And like I said, a lot of what I know about this is from practicing myself and learning from you guys and seeing you guys sometimes being peppy and other times being vampiric in the gym. And for me, I can confirm that trying to get that comfortable eight hours-ish, you guys are on point when you get that. You're in a better mood. You're able to perform better physically. And inside the gym, you work harder. You burn more energy. You don't crave all the sugar throughout the day. Those things are hyper important. Number four, don't be too shy to take a nap. A lot of us think that napping is the height of lethargy. You're over here thinking that if someone finds out you took a nap, you might get docked the day of pay or something like this. I think there is like a graduating feeling where if you don't need naps throughout the course of your day, you're probably in a space where you are well rested. And your energy and your rhythm of your day and your body is kind of going to, you know, the way you want it to. And I think that's huge. And I think that's really important. Don't be too shy to take a nap. Right? If you need to lie down and take a nap, a power nap as it were, do that. Do that. When I was resetting my sleep patterns, I noticed that – and, you know, I was in a stage in my life where I was moving back home and I was restarting up my business and I had to quit another place that I was at. And so I was restarting my own just to give more personal um, affect to this. I was starting to rebuild my own sleep patterns. And one of the first things that I noticed was how much sleep and stress I was carrying – being at my old job and I was tired all the time for the first like two months and I was a bit on the low at that point sure but I was legit physically tired you know I started to get more positive in my life and bring positive energy more around so it wasn't so much that I was feeling low it was more that I just was really really not used to being hyper productive for long stretches of time throughout the day in my previous environment once i got to a place where i didn't need to take naps i stopped taking naps so it might not work out exactly like that for you guys but i've talked to you where when you started working out and getting over your old habits and things of that nature, and you started to march along the beat of this fitness, you guys were in the gym all the time, you stopped taking naps. I've heard this from a number of you guys. I've experienced it myself. Number five, sleep aids. Most of them, they're not going to work for you. The ones that are really, like, homeopathic, I have found and heard that they're not really super effective. I mean, the idea that melatonin needs to be taken right when the sun starts to come down and that tryptophan turns into melatonin inside your body, so load up on that amino acid, that's fine. And you might even notice that you get a fuller, deeper sleep when you hit all of those like benchmarks, you know what I mean? It's, it's like you have to hit all of these bullet points just for the melatonin to work, um, which builds naturally in your system as the sun starts to go down. And I've heard that if your sleep cycle is broken, that that's why the melatonin works. So there's all this ambiguity surrounding it. And I've noticed and heard from you guys that it's not really a big, big thing. Now, it can't hurt to try. And they do have other sleep aids out there. But know that if you're going to take something for you that's not organic or natural, it might have a real heavy, profound effect on how deep you are sleeping, Right. So sleep aids might actually help you get back on track too with your sleep. If you know that you're going to get a good eight hours after missing a couple nights of sleep and you're determined to get those eight hours, adding in a sleep aid to get a deeper, more efficient sleep might be the move for you guys. Because look, we're going to reset the sleep cycle one way or another and I think it's hugely important. Number six, consider your anxiety and stress. Two things that are the harbinger, the grim reaper of sleep, which already has an ominous cousin, um, is that anxiety or that stress. That thing will keep you from sleeping all the time, no matter what, and is a huge indicator and signifier of how little sleep you do get. More stress, less sleep. It's pretty easy to shape that one out. It's... A lot harder to eliminate, you know, daytime stress and the stresses of life when life starts to lean on you a little bit in favor of great sleep. Absolutely. But finding ways to deal with that stress are massively important and not just the stress of life, but it's more about what you do. Staying proactive, coping that actually will help you deal with those stressors and get you back sleeping. And, and might I add, like. Once you guys start sleeping better, you notice that you handle stress a lot better, right? So it's this self-fulfilling cycle, and that's a that's a really dope thing. Right? You handle your stress, you sleep better. You sleep better, you handle stress better. Right? And I used to have someone that I trained that used to tell me that a lot and kind of illuminated that idea to me a lot about his confidence and stress and Look, it just is what it is. As humans, we deal with it better. We don't have a great threshold for certain types of stress, right? We take a little bit more on. We get heightened very easily in this modern day and age, for sure. But taking time to cope with it, and guess what? Deal with it helps you sleep better, and sleep helps you be more tolerant. And lastly, number seven, This is experimental, okay? So this is the JPEG mafia of the list. This is going to be binaural beats. Binaural beats. These are beats that have delta and theta waves. I did actually... I heard of the beats before I looked up why they're helpful. I heard of the beats, okay? And these are the type of songs that you play when you're getting like a Swedish or sports massage, right? And you hear the gongs and... The really rhythmic kind of drumming patterns and the natural soothing music (laughs) that makes you think you're inside of a really futuristic elevator. Those are binaural beats. One ear records one frequency when they record the music. The other ear gets the other type frequency. And over time, they shift from being delta waves to theta waves, which your brain loves. I I forget which one is associated with deeper sleep. So when you receive those beats, you sleep deeper. I will say that these are some of the most relaxing type beats I have ever found. And I need for you guys to test it out and let me know how it is. Binaural beats might help you sleep. So keep your sleep cycle the same. Keep your meal times the same. If you're an early riser, Eat a little bit later, but stay hydrated. Number three, sleep way earlier when you have distressed sleep. Four, don't be shy to take a nap. Five, watch out for those sleep aids or use them to get a deep sleep carefully, carefully, right? I'm not advocating everyone go out and do that right away. Do your due diligence and research. Number six, work with, figure out a way to deal with stress. And seven, try binaural beats. Especially with that last one, let me know how it works out for you guys. Alright? EagleKillershow.com. Sign up for the newsletter there. Go to Apple Podcast. If you like the episode and rate it, email me and I'll send you a free gift. I promise I'll do that. But thank you guys for listening. And I hope this works out for you guys and keeps you marching forward. Alright? Until the next one, stay up.